Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I am John Hall. And uh, John Hall, I'm down on my luck. Oh, how was I to know <laughs> she was with the Russians too? Actually, that's not true. Life is 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 pretty damn great, and <laughs> I'm just still in that Zivon. Uh, yeah, I mean, once uh, the Zivon bug bites you, it's not like yeah. it's going away before Sunday. Exactly. Um, um, so right. allow me to jump right to the introduction of today's accomplices, who are Jeff. Goodno and Brian yep. Benedict of Moniker. And the reason I'm introducing you is I believe so there was a weekend over the winter where I learned a whole big lesson about putting coleslaw where it doesn't belong. And that's kind of what I remember about John's trip north. You guys were part of that trip. So, John, why don't you tell us what I'm forgetting about whatever that fucking plate of food was? The plate of food. The plate of food you got when you were up in oh that was Rochester not Rhode Island yeah yeah All no right. we're not talking about garbage plates I mean this is where okay. we talk about like cohogs and we talk about uh, funny enough we love garbage plates here too do you, in Rhode is Island that right is it regional no well we, there's a is there's there a direct flight between here. Providence and Rochester well there's there's some ties I mean I started brewing commercially in Rochester back oh. in 2006. So I'm, I'm familiar with a garbage plate. So, wait, but when you're saying we love them here, you just mean you, right? It's not the, it's not the well, city no. of Providence no, or Rhode I mean, Island in general. Uh, Secret well, underground garbage plate yeah, community that I know about. <laughs> I, I can't speak for Rhode Island, but yeah, they're pretty popular around the brewery anyway. <laughs> Hall, did you just hear Cass start figuring out how he could trade garbage plates? <laughs> you guys should meet my friend John at Fifth Frame. <laughs> all right so uh all right so forget that i i really the art you had, got me conflicted you had rochester and providence confused but i but no, i have been rochester to rhode island which is worse yeah i know you have so let's talk about that because my rhode island stories are boring movie tales so tell yeah. me exciting beer tales no we had so i was up there with andy and we had like a, just a really nice night you know drinking lagers and and, and hanging andy. Out in the, yeah with andy Crouch. you know no one's gonna believe you when you put those words next to each other in a sense that i had a really nice uh really nice night um with andy but, yeah but fellas i'd love to hear from you because I, I had you know the 48 hours in providence and i hadn't been around in 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 quite a while and it was really amazing to see the local beer scene how it sprung up and you know, I know the size of the state and everything, it's, it's, it's often overlooked, but there seemed to be a really tight-knit sense of community, but also dedication to quality 
overall? Like you were all kind of keeping each other in check. Jump ball. Don't all, right, all answer at once. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Brian, take that one. Yeah, sorry, I was on mute. Uh, the world of Zoom now. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, this, this state has, uh, I think, a reputation of kind of internally being left by the wayside because of its size and stuff. Um, but in the last, we had some law changes, say, five years ago, and it led to an explosion in breweries. And I think whenever you have, you know, going from not super competitive to really competitive, uh, I think it was like seven to we're 32 with four more on the way. Uh, wow. You know, competitiveness breeds, high, you know, you know, quality, right? Uh, everyone's got to make sure that they're making excellent beer or people are going to notice. And that competitiveness that happened in such a short amount of time, I, I really bred some great breweries. Uh, and everyone's rubbing shoulders here because you can pretty much get to every brewery in less than 40 minutes. So uh, it, it's been uh, fun to watch grow. It's been fun to, to be a part of it. Yeah. That's, that's an insane number. So I, I have a very limited knowledge of Rhode Island and Providence. I did actually live there for a couple of weeks back in 99, 2000. But as an employee of a movie company making a movie out on the sound. So, you know, we'd get on a boat in the morning, come back at midnight, get dinner somewhere along that single main strip of Providence and then go back to hotel rooms. So I don't know much except what the jokes John made about Cohogs and all that. But how like geographically, how big is Providence? Is it 10 square miles, 20? I don't know the square miles. Uh, it's, it's pretty small, but, uh, yeah. it's actually the third largest city in new England. A lot of people forget that. Um, okay. and it's growing in a way that it could be number two pretty soon. So, it, and then Can't wait. You look so at when we say in new England, you're comparing it to places like Boston and let's yeah, say, correct. uh, what's, what's the Portland, Maine. So you guys are in that level like area. Well, we're, we're, we're much smaller than Boston, obviously. Um, okay. But yeah, if, I'm saying but, one, two, and three. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's us, Worcester, and, or sorry, it goes Boston, Worcester, Providence. And, you know, okay. I think so bigger Portland, than Portland. Maine is 40,000 and we're like 150, something along okay. those lines. Okay. Well, so that's a good example, right? Because Portland has an incredible density of breweries for that amount of people, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was actually a big reason why we ended up here in Providence was when we first started talking about opening the brewery, you know, we kind of looked at the area and Brian had kind of run some numbers and just kind of did a bunch of market research. He, he comes from like a sales distributor sales background. So, you know, he, he was pretty up on like the breweries that were out there and whatnot. And when we started looking at it, like, well, you know, look at how many breweries are in Portland, Maine, and, you know, the, the amount of people there. And then when you look at the amount of breweries that were in Providence at that time period, I mean, I think yeah. we were the fourth brewery to open in down in like actual Providence proper in the city limits. Got it. And two uh, of them were brew pubs. Yeah. So we yeah, were okay. actually, when we started this, 
we were the there was only one production brewery in Providence. Long with okay. words. And so then what, was the, the what was the what was the law change? What was the law change? What can a production uh, well, brewery was, do? Yeah, well, it was a lot of different things. So it was kind of like death by a thousand cuts for bad, you know, the bad legislation that was around before. You know, uh, when when breweries started out here, uh, you couldn't like serve pints or like <laughs> any really beer uh, for in-house consumption. You could come and you could get free samples and then do a tour, and that would allow people to get beers to go. Uh, so from a just general business model, it was hard to have a tap room. So the yeah. breweries that were here were larger scale distribution focused breweries. And then a couple of these laws started changing that allowed, you know, more consumption on premise, larger amounts to go. And it made the tap room model much more appealing. And obviously, you know, your margins are way better when you sell over the bar as opposed to out of a truck. And yeah. as those laws slowly started to change, you saw more and more breweries start popping up. And now it's kind of like that point where now everyone's noticing, you know, large population, tons of uh, seasonal travel, Rhode Island's getting, you know, people are really seeing the, the value of having a tap room now. And we, you know, you, you'll see a lot of these older breweries actually opening tap rooms for the first time, uh, as opposed to mm. being fully distributed like they were before. So I can't think of a part of Providence I've been to that isn't what would be considered desirable real estate everywhere else in the world. And I don't mean obviously the big houses up on the bluffs, but I mean, everywhere I've been is near water, right? Like you guys have this super weird jiggity jaggedy coastline where water cuts in and goes out. The peninsula like, or, isn't it? or like, or an the like yeah. but you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Like everywhere you are, you're in a great place to drink beer. As far as I know, if there's a whole interior I'm unaware of, I apologize for my limited knowledge, but it seems like, you know, as you're describing this, it sounds like you could put a brewery almost anywhere in that city and have it be a cool place to have a brewery. Is that, does that check out or am I being crazy? Well, yeah. I would say Providence in general is really cool. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of cool spots. I wouldn't say everything's water accessible, but yeah, I mean, we can, you can jump down into the bay and it's like two miles from here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's places like Ravenous up up in the northern part of the state that's not close to water. You've got, um, you know, it really depends on where the bay is situated from where you are. And then obviously okay. the further south you go, the closer and closer you are always are to water. But there's a, there's a pretty, like, hilly inland area uh, north of here. You know, Cumberland, Lincoln, Woonsocket, uh, Foster Gloucester, you know, where there's a lot of hiking and things like that. There's actually a little bit of a lake area up there as well. It's a pretty diverse state for something that's only 40 miles. Cool. <laughs> right on, right on. All right. So let's, let's jump to beer one. Um, and then we'll come back. Do both of you have the beer? Uh, okay. So I have it sitting in front of me. All right. So um, open it. We pour it into an opaque okay. glass if you can. Uh, do not take the foil off until we reveal. If you do, don't tell us what it is, because what brings us together on Steal This Beer Thank is you, a candid conversation of beer. Are we, what are it we is. doing beer three or beer four? Beer, beer three. three. Uh, okay, we got beer three. One's got, one's got foil, one's got tape. I just want to make sure I'm okay. on the same page. <laughs> Ran out of foil. Oh, Brian, Brian, you have beer three. Uh, uh, beer three. All right. So beer three is what we're talking about. So what brings us together on Seal of Spears is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we thought it would be. 
what it's doing, not what we were told it would do, and how it tastes, not how hard it was to get. To facilitate that conversation, these days, Justin Kennedy wraps beers up in foil and or, I guess, tape and mails them around the country. And yeah. John and I drink blind out of opaque black glasses. You guys should facsimilate that as close as you can, but don't stress it. Just enjoy your beer. And um, I'm going to make you little go guy. first. I'm going to make you go first, Saul. Uh, okay. Um, I'm just actually taking my first sip now. Okay. Then I'll go first, but I'm not going to be yeah, nice. And I don't want to be mean because I don't not like it. But if you oh, guys are... Is. If the thieves are listening at home, the last episode we did with the italytours.com guys, we had a very interesting Polish pilsner. And I feel like it is sucking the life out of this beer because I feel like this is almost the same beer with nothing as, you know, whatever that was, it identified as an unpasteurized Polish beer, but we loved its hops. We loved its sweetness. We loved its cleanup of the sweetness. This has nice hops. Okay. Sweetness, decent water profile, not as nice as the other one. And I feel like I probably would have loved this beer had it come first in the set. But after that one, it's just not showing me whatever it is I can sink my teeth into. So I'm kind of like, Oh, it's a nice Pilsner. Yeah, but there's something that is, I don't know. This is like a second running English pub ale for me for whatever reason. Like it's You think it's an ale? I think I, it's definitely a pilsner. You don't get that stony, ashy dryness? You think you think it ends on fruit? I think I it's ending on it's ending it. on like toasted malt for me. And so I, are you not maybe not so maybe not ale, but it? there but there's some sort of like but I'm tasting actual yeast in the, like it wasn't filtered or centrifuged or maybe yeah. cold crash long enough. No, there's something, but there's something that is very minimalistic about this beer or like, I want to say slightly out of focus, but that's meaner than I intend it to be. Right. I don't like, not just, like the beer. It's, it's just... soft around the edges. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's a beer that's just a little bit out of focus. Um, so because I so can't hold on. So let, on let's give it a what, fair yeah. shot. Boys who are on fresh palates who haven't been drinking beautiful Polish soft water Pilsner. Do you even think it's a Pilsner? What is it doing for you? Where do you like it? What don't you like? There's a nice floweriness to it, right? Uh, uh, anyway, boys, what do you, whoever's drinking it yes. uh, of the team, Jeff and Brian, what are you getting from it? Yeah, I, I guess I concur with there's kind of a kind of a flowery character, hop character to it. Almost, I don't know, um, almost a little spicy. So I would say mm-hmm. like maybe some Czech hops, maybe some, I don't know if they're quite saws, but like something in that range, like, like a not quite herbal, but kind of flowery, spicy. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, it is very, it's very soft. It's a, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't enjoying your delicious Polish. Right. I, that's why I've said yeah, you right. guys should be the ones talking. By the way, if you can you look know, it I up, mean, it's this... called like Castellan. It was a really nice beer. I think you should try it. The other one. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, no, I, keep I, going. I, I mean, upon the first couple of sips, this I think it's pretty good, honestly. 
Yeah. Um, hey, see, that's the thing. I think had I had it first, I'd describe it as a tidy pilsner that is fun to drink. Yeah. I just think Kennedy, right, my yeah. man, fucked up the order. Yeah, today. It's, <laughs> it's easy for sure. It's an easy drinker. Where would yeah, you drink this? Where, where is yeah, the where ideal you place for you to? What was that? Sorry. What, 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 what is the situation in which you would like to find yourself drinking this beer? Huh, hot summer day. Okay. I, I think, I think, I think Jeff's, I think there's definitely some German Czech influence in this beer. If I eyes closed, not looking at it, I'd probably guess German pills. Um, you know, the, 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 it's a little hazy, so maybe Zwickle, but okay. I don't Ooh. get the breadiness from a Zwickle beer that you, that yeah. I would expect for it. So, um, the, the foam is like, I could shave with this yeah. stuff. It's, ah, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's wonderful <laughs> um, yeah I can't, that's the problem with the black glass. I got none of that. Yeah. I, I was just, I was just going to say, you know, to, to be, well, ha, transparent, um, Brian and I are both drinking out of clear, just glasses. Yeah, so you know, we, we are immediately we were able to see what the beer looked like immediately. So, okay. um, I imagine it's a pretty clear, light-colored. Nice, that's smart. We have very proper glassware. It just happens to be black. We drink out of highfalutin <laughs> nice. stemmed wine glasses. We are, we are, <laughs> yeah. we are, we are, we are, or at least it's, it's I the am. it's the John, other. I don't know what you're the... drinking out of, but. I I'm drink drink, no, I'm, I'm drinking out of the. Only. I have the. I have the the, the, the plastic. Crystal. I have the plastic. Uh, black are you drinking tumblers. out of the roadies? Yeah, you are nice. incorrigible. Did you just finish eighteen it's, on the local it's, court? It's, it's, it's what it's what I found. Yeah. <laughs> drinking out of right, a Gatorade uh, bottle with some duct tape on I'm it. Jealous. You know? Plus, I'm jealous <laughs> that you all are drinking this beer. It seems really so, really delicious. Oh well, oh, I, I, I also like, know what it, I also know what it yeah, is. I feel like you know what it is, so you're imagining. You didn't get the castellan that uh, that I think is blowing this up. I think Kennedy could have chicharroned this way better. Um, all right, so let's let's reveal it so we can get back to moniker. It's, and it's threes super villain. No, super villain. I like, I like my, my pronunciation. The, yeah. the L comes before the I, John. The, all right, hold on. So it's what makes it's it a super? can, yeah, can condition. Can condition version of their dry hop their their regular pilsner rhymes uh, with fleet fleet yeah fleet but uh, all right I've opened it now and I still Epitome. can't learn anything from it Epitome. uh so it's five point <laughs> one what are, what are the words under five point one uh brewed and packaged and then oh, a all uh, right so it doesn't tell warning. us the it doesn't tell us anything about this it says <laughs> it's a, a can conditioned dry hopped pilsner i think i think some of the can conditioning yeast was in my glass okay um <laughs> that might make sense for what i was getting with that raw yeast bite all right cool moving on lovely beer good job threes don't don't put it after castellan in your next big comparison dinner um all right back to moniker how many can conditioned lagers do you guys make a week <laughs> uh so we we have a relatively small brewery. Um, How big? So it's, it's a well, it's a ten barrel system, ten barrel okay. everything actually. It's a one to one ratio across the board. Uh, but we have four fermenters, two lagering tanks, and a bright tank. 
Okay. So we tend to brew about five beers a month. Um, so okay. typically we want brew basically brew once a week, but somewhere in there we're transferring a lager from fermenter to lagering tank, which on those weeks it opens up to fermenters because there's there would typically be an ale going to the bright tank as well. Yep. Um, so on those weeks, it's a double brew week for us. Uh, so yeah, I mean, currently just due to fermentation space and having one bright tank, we basically do five beers a month. So are you um, guys, are you guys pushing anything out into the world or is this all drank in house? Yeah, no, we, we have a little bit of self-distribution. Um, so there again, I guess I can let Brian take over on that being that he's, he's that guy. Okay. Uh, I, I sell, we sell the friends, uh, yeah. you know, I, uh, he alluded to this earlier. I'm, I kind of come from sales or not kind of, I come from sales, uh, both wholesale and self-distribution, like brewery sales. And, uh, through the, you know, through the years, I built some really great relationships with a lot of great accounts. And we've just been using those, uh, accounts as kind of R and D a little bit of, uh, you know, marketing and figuring out what people are drinking, what, what, what beers work, what beers don't. Uh, and then just kind of handing, uh, handing some of our friends, some cool, some cool stuff to drink. Um, right on. But, uh, it's, it's very marginal part of the business. We're talking, you know, three, four barrels a month, maybe. Uh, so, but so, maybe so a little bit more, it's, it's, it's trending up, but, uh, but it's mostly ales as well. Cause our loggers, uh, fly here so we, we don't have the uh, capacity to really keep up with the lager production because it takes so long to make them um yep. and no cans it's just restaurants and bars no uh yeah. no package distribution just draft that's awesome so so cass you heard that there's a business opportunity there get up there and sell these boys um all right so jeff back to you if you're talk to me about this cycle right so do you log do you ferment the lager for two weeks move it over to the horizontal for yeah. four and so you're hitting uh, yeah. basically one a month so i mean most of our lagers are honestly seven week beers um okay. we use uh the vine stefan the 3470 vine stefan yeast mm-hmm. and typically ferment around 55 degrees okay. relatively slow fermenting yeast so by the time we clear primary and clear like a diacetyl rest, uh, it's usually into that like two and a half week mark when it gets transferred. And then all loggers get four weeks in a loggering tank and horizontals. Uh-huh. So we, when we do our schedule, we pretty much count on about uh, seven weeks from grain to glass. Okay. Um, that's, and that's a that allows schedule. us. Yeah, so it allows us to brew a lager about every three weeks, which, like I said, in turn, typically on that schedule, typically translates into uh, one getting transferred basically a month, you know? And I mean, it depends on the month. If it's a five-week month somewhere, maybe we have two of them that move over, but um, But for the most part... But about 20% of what your packaging... 15 to 20 percent is lager and the rest is ales yeah correct all right cool yep very cool and and you're saying you think of that 15 20 percent most of that is sold by you in your own brewery just to people coming yeah. in to get get an after work beer 
Yeah, I think the um, number is actually so, 98.4%. <laughs> I know that number. 98.4% <laughs> of statistics are made up. Um, <laughs> That's true. Fair. But, uh, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so when coming into this, right. So like I had a decent amount of time in the brewing industry on the production side. Um, I've pretty much worked every side of production, but I've never done sales. I was never really interested in being like a front of house guy. Um, my forte is making beer. So when I met Brian, Brian's forte was selling beer. So it was a pretty good, like symbiotic relationship as far as, you know, knowing each other's strengths and going into business together to open a brewery. Um, you know, so when we opened this, we had a long conversation about the fact that, uh, Brian does have a lot of old solid accounts that he has built relationships with that eventually we would like to put some draft beer into right Mm -hmm. um so that originally started as maybe a handful we had like two or three accounts just closer friends close to the brewery and you know over time obviously word has spread and other people have kind of come knocking and so we've placed beers out there but we both recognize that you're going to make all your money over your own bar Right. And yeah. that's what we want. We, we don't like, again, well, especially we don't your size. production facilities. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We can't produce a ton of beer. So just, you know, we have 12 draft lines. Um, we do make an alcoholic seltzer. So you figure about 11 beers. We keep those full. We keep people in house here very happy. And, you know, if we have extra product to send out to, you know, external accounts, then we do it. But, if not, we really do just focus on in-house sales. That's got to give you peace of mind on some level of just only having to worry about your four walls. Yeah. I mean, for now, right. But yeah. Also, so like, tell me this, can, like, could you slide two more fermenters in or are you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Have no, you bitten off what you can show? No. Oh, should we um, let the world know, Jeff? Should we let them know? <laughs> Two have been Breaking news. Stuck on the Breaking seat. news okay. to the steal this okay. beer. Okay, well, I guess, I, I guess, I guess part of a cat is coming out of a bag anyway. Um, yeah, so when we built this brewery, when we obviously ran all our glycol lines and stuff, we definitely planned for a little bit of expansion. Um, we're in a pretty tight space, right? So our building is only 3,000 square feet total. We have... Uh, roughly about 1200 square feet of production area but there's also a boiler room there's a cooler right yeah, so yeah. it gets it gets that that 1200 square feet got chiseled down pretty quickly so yeah. realistically we have space for like another three tanks that originally we were thinking we we're going to just be fermenters um but now uh, i've been talking with a couple of different manufacturers where we're going to drop in two more lagering tanks uh we're we're also able to use the so we're doing stack lagering tanks we can use the bottom one as a bright tank we package out of the ones that we have now we oftentimes package out of the bottom one so that that kind of took away the need for another bright tank um so yeah we are i mean that's 
we're getting ready to pull the trigger on putting in two more lagering tanks just nice. to kind of speed that up because so you know there again like when brian and i first met we we realized pretty quickly like we bonded on a bunch of different things and one of the things that we both had in common was we love german loggers right that's yeah. if, if that's if we go out or whatever you know if we're just going to drink beer on the weekend it's typically well for brian i guess it's a check because he's uh he's the pilsner or cow guy hey hey um, don't don't forget about mexican loggers too <laughs> <laughs> true true he's Modelo for sure um oh, and wow. you know for for myself like i typically gravitate toward you know most of the german style beers um so loggers were always big on the horizon here you know that's always what we wanted to kind of grow into was being like known as a lager brewery but it's pretty cool that it seemed to have happened sooner than expected um, you know, oftentimes like our German Pilsner will outsell our IPAs. Wow. You know, which is, I, I think, I think that's great across the board. Like I, I'm personally, I'm very, very happy to see that tide shifting, uh, as someone who's been making beer since before the big IPA boom, it's good to see some of the other styles coming back in, you know, like people kind of branching out and trying some other beers and, um, you know, there's there's a lot of great beer styles out there. It's kind of sad that they got benched for so long. Yeah, no doubt. So I got to talk about beer too, but when we come yeah. back, I want to kind of talk about the the product mix of 40 breweries for, you know, 150,000 people and how many of them are, are having your kind of success with lager versus are they all doing hazies, which lets you do lager. But before we do that, we got to talk about beer too. Uh, so it's sweet, right? It is. It's sweet, but I, I keep getting these flashes of like German hops that come through. Like there's a little bit of yeah. earthy hop spiciness, uh, like flashes of hop floral. Um, but then I, I just a, a nice, tight sweetness um that that lands in a, in, a, in a fun way i mean i i have to say i know we're doing two shows in a row and it, it's tough to to sort of you know combine them all but justin has been really nice to us today yeah i feel like justin grouped these all too tightly though like i really feel like he was gentle it, on us like I, I feel like had i drank all of or all but maybe i'm wrong if i had <laughs> drank all of all four pints i'd have had a lovely summer friday afternoon session which i'm down for um yeah. like i said I'm, I'm i'm being on my best behavior because after this i gotta go release two more beers at carton then i've got like it's summer so i've got my kids and dinner and all that so i'm trying to behave but you're right but that being said i think in his gentleness i think we're on our third pilsner yeah. with a Lawson super session in the middle, which just, which had you know, a lot it's of, just, yeah, it's too it, it tight a grouping. It's like, you know, that scene in, uh, that scene in young Frankenstein where the guy puts all the darts in and Jim Otto goes, nice grouping. I feel like somebody just th put all these darts into the board with their hand. Yeah. The, the thing for me in this whole situation is, um, I feel like if I was at a good bar, 
and they had all of these on offer. I would have every intention of trying all of them, mm-hmm. but I also know myself and I would get like into super session number three, like we were drinking before or, you know, super fleet and just stick with that for the rest of the day. So I kind of appreciate the variety that he's brought because I'm bouncing around just enough where my palate's staying a little bit interesting without falling yeah. into the rut that I normally would at, at a bar. But um, I, I'm liking some of the noble hops on here, or, or at least what I'm perceiving to be. So, so Jeff and Brian, let's talk about what you think, and then we'll we'll get back to it. Which one of you guys is drinking beer for? We were, we both are, and we're both. Oh, are you guys together? Right I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. Are you guys? Yeah, right? you <laughs> yeah, can yeah. See it. It's no, so that you can see it. So. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, so, so typically, like, I'm not at the brewery on the weekends, um, but once we moved it to a Friday, I'm here. So, yeah, nice. we're both actually in the production area right now nice. because so you're both our sipping tasting on room this. is open. We are. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Walk in there and yep. be like, we're on steal this beer. I'm talking to Brian Cass. People love yeah. Brian Cass. Um, no. He's, he's, he's our, he's our, he's our uh, whatever, the, he's our Harry Styles. Um, but so what do you guys think of it? What, what are you agreeing on? And more importantly, what are you disagreeing on? Well, well, I, I, at first smell and look, I thought this might be a Vienna, but then looking at the color and then having a taste again, sorry, we are looking, we, we You're got saying glasses, color though. Don't do that to us. I know. I know. <laughs> I think, I think I'm drinking a boozy hells is what I think. I'm drinking, but go on. I, I think so. There I, you go. I, so I, I was leaning Vienna, but I think this might be a Maybach, but slightly lower. No. Yeah, right, so boozy hells, half the distance between go. hells and Vienna is Maybach. That's a good call. Hold on. Let yeah. me sip a little yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> I was just saying to Brian, like, I don't, I don't know though, because I mean, typically like a, a Maybach or Hellsbach, like, you know, they're, they're usually decently big in alcohol. And if this is, it's incredibly smooth and I think it drinks pretty easy. So, Oh, it's see, it feels boozy to me. Maybe I'm wrong. John? I, I'm more focused. No, on I'm not getting boozy off of this. A, I mean, I hope it's not it's pretty dry. I think this is a this is a dry seven percent is what I'm thinking. This is. God, you guys yeah, are going high with this. I, that's fucking seven see, is what see, I'm thinking. I, like, this yeah. is. I'm thinking. I'm actually thinking like six, five, six, eight. But that's huge for a fucking pilsner. Oh, or I'm gonna I'm hope sorry, that this is closer to five. I'm gonna hope that this is well, closer if, to if five. Well, if it's a Hellesbach, it's. I mean, yeah. that's fine, right? Seven percent. That's great. Um. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah. so the others we've been drinking have been like four. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So this would yeah, be yeah. twice so that. Guys... <laughs> you guys, Kennedy uh, punishment. This is a really nice beer. I'm, I'm definitely Kennedy punishing this can. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so yeah, I, I will say this: that I, 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 you're saying it finishes dry, and to me, it finishes thicker. Yeah. Um. See, so I like. I, I, I get some. I guess I really like your Maybach call, but that, sure. that that mm. thickness I'm getting, I think, is booze with a little bit of malt. So your Vienna call might be perfect. It just doesn't. I've got the sweetness of Vienna, but not the roast. How's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair, good. Um, but yeah. the other thing also. So, so what I would say is, if I could read Chicharroni, Mister Kennedy, and I know he's doing this in the concept of two different groupings, but as a concept for John and I. Mm-hmm. I would have gone in order 
uh, Super Vliet, then the Castle, whatever, then this thing, then Lawson's. And John, talking about we're day in the bar, let's just say you and I yeah. walked into Tiger and they had, for some reason, three loggers in a super session, which could happen. In that order, I think you're, had we chosen to do that, I think we would have finished all four. And I think the nicest thing I could say is I have no idea which one I'd go back to for the rest of the day drinking of all four of these, which I think is high praise to all four. Mm -hmm. But I think I'd have to avoid this one because I think it's the one that's strongest. Okay. Right. After we've had, after we've had four or five of the other three and it's bad decision time and you're like, I want the deviled eggs. And I'm like, no, we want chicken wings. That's what I'd switch (laughs) back to this thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nice. You want the reveal? Yeah, let's you do it. Well. At, this point, at this point, you guys, you guys are wallflowers dancing on a wall, waiting to just ask this pretty girl out to the dance. Y'all are drinking <laughs> Maypole, my box style lager from Grimm. Hey, listen to this. Hold on. A classic grist of Vienna Pilsner in Munich Mall and a dose of noble hops come together to create an easy drinking full body multi lager with an inviting deep golden hue. Notes of toasted bread with whole honeycomb present of cozy sweetness that is balanced by a light yet lingering bitterness so you guys were a whore Fuck, you know i want to fight with all of words, but every single percent. word he right. said is right what, what's wait, the percentage six five. Six, oh, five. six five yes who's your so, dad uh, i you know i i, I just well want done. to say that brian never ceases to amaze me like he can, <laughs> that fucking guy he can pick beer styles out pretty well I'm the one that has been making beer for a long time, and he can just like, man, he picks them out. Nice work, nice they, work, they yeah, Brian. And, and I think, I think to 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 extend the maypole maypole metaphor, we did dance around it quite a bit. But what what I love you about said Vienna, you said noble, <laughs> you just but, you mentioned what everything I love about, about this beer. But what you I never love about it. Family Grimm, besides the fact that they're great brewers who can handle making a style like this so well is all of those words that sound bullshit when you read them from other people actually happen in our discussion, right? Everything, Mm -hmm. that little bit of sweetness and the honeycomb and all of his descriptors or all of their descriptors, they are a a he and she team, but all of their descriptors are accurate to what I just tasted, which is like the most pleasant and surprising thing in beer these days, right? Nobody did that. Delicious beer. Nobody did that. Hey, Alexa, what 10 words do people say about Citra IPAs? Put that on the can and say it goes with tacos. We're so cutting edge. Um, (laughs) But oh, shit. Alexa's answering my question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can't afford the rights to Bezos. So please, please, please. I am so, so sick of that kind of. AI sourced tasting notes. And I would like to thank Family Grimm for actually tasting their beer, actually yeah. saying yeah. what they taste, and actually being right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like Justin misses all our friends? Like I, I yes. Sean, I think I think he, he walks and, he walks through the the aisles and uh who does he wish he could be having a beer with and then just right? buys their beer I mean, instead. We just had a Grim Threes Lawson's <laughs> episode with some random poll thrown in. Um, all right. That's awesome. So, so gentlemen, we, we need to tie it up. The only thing I didn't touch on that I was trying to get to um, that I didn't really get to um, 
that I didn't really get to get to is that in Kennedy's notes, he says, you guys make classic styles. So we've talked about a lot of loggers, but when, when Kennedy says classic styles, he means everything from West coast IPA to, you know, my box. So what, besides your loggers, what else are you guys brewing? So, I mean, we definitely do a lot of, uh, straight up clear American IPAs, West Coast IPAs. I mean, we brew hazy IPAs too because we like to pay our bills. But, um, you know, I've I've worked at a lot of very traditional breweries along the way. And I feel that there's, there, there's a place for beer-flavored beer these days. You know, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but, you know, just kind of getting back to like doing older styles true to style true like doing doing older styles well so like right now we have a california common like a steam beer on that is legit like late 80s anchor steam you know oh, i fucking um, love steam beers <laughs> I can get the and, and here. all of my older industry friends they they concur like all the people that have been doing this for 30 years you know i hand them that beer and they go wow this, this is this is perfect. This takes me back. You know, and that's yeah. the best thing to hear is when, when someone can literally say that it takes them back to, you know, the early nineties or whatever, the mid nineties, like kind of craft beer wave. That's a great compliment for that style of beer. It's um, funny. We were, ju- we were just on with a couple guys that met before they went off and started their own writing and projects about Italy, they'd met at falling rock in Denver, one of the most famous pubs, probably with its heyday in those nineties aughts you're talking about. And what they were talking about is the loss of a proper public house style pub and a publican that, you know, where everybody knows your name, if you will. And, you know, when they were saying it, the first thing that occurred to me is the social media version of friendship versus the public room version of friendship. But as you say it, it's also styles, right? Like, like there's, there's something to grinding out a steam beer over five mugs in a group of people that, that I think we start wanting to come back to after two years of locking in our houses and taking pictures of our toes and beer. A hundred percent, you know? And, and so like the other thing, um, we have a beer here called debut single, which is a legit like cream ale, right? It's a, it's a little maltier, a little darker in color than Jen, than the uh, Jenny cream ale, but same concept, right? It's six row and corn. Uh, it's 5.2%, just a what really easy drinking. Uh, what what cheese do you pitch? Um, that one's fermented with USO4. Nice. Nice. So, um, I make a couple of cream ales. I use a one on and just keep it cold forever. And yeah, so it's, but that beer, you know, that, that was the first beer we made in this building. Um, nice. And the thought process. And it was well it received. Was, it was incredibly well received. It's the one beer that we have to keep on all the time. Nice. Uh, so that's good for paying bills, by the way. I know you said the paying bills thing about yeah. cases, but if you can yeah, flip 100%. out a cream ale quickly, that's 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 an okay way to cover. Yep. No. <laughs> what we found out in the last six, probably four four and a half to six months, is that our top seller is always a pale lager. 
um, at this point. Yes, we need the IPAs, but pale lagers are worth yeah. that. And then variety is like the top of the pyramid. You know, I love it. You go in right now. We've got a Hefeweizen, an American wheat, a steam beer, a Doppelstick, uh, a new, two New England IPAs, a strong ale, seltzer, and I'm missing something. Jeff, Except for I, the like, seltzer, I think you guys sure are. If you walk into these doors, there's something oh, to drink. Except we, for the seltzer, I think you guys might be the best pub in the world. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Come visit. <laughs> We're going to have no, to. And guys, I, I hate to do it, but it's 45 minutes. And actually, uh, Thieves, sorry, Paul's hilarious banter at the end of the show where he makes fun of me for talking so much will not happen today because he had to jump to grab Hannah, as you know will happen with Jersey Beach traffic on a Friday afternoon. Kennedy so, is here, though. We got a last-minute cameo. Justino. He's on mute, though. Fucking Kennedy. Um, anyway, gentlemen, I, <laughs> he doesn't want to before go I mute. let this get away with us, we try to keep the show to 45 minutes, and we're blowing through that. So I just want to say thank you. Um, we will get to your medias in two seconds. Kennedy, did you show up with a letter? I can't. He won't even let me unmute him. He's he's blocking me. Kennedy, if you're trapped in a well, bark twice. I don't right. think. I think he's Whatever. just listening in because he doesn't listen right. to the show when it goes live. So love you, Justin. Uh, I'm assuming Cass, you only had the one letter. Yeah, we only had the one letter. All right, cool. So guys, write us letters, but more importantly, let's talk about how do they get. So how do they get to Monica, guys? Are you guys yeah, what, are you guys Insta people or are you Face Libro people or are you all the above? Right. I can you repeat that? I heard Macho Libre. Is that was that right? <laughs> Macho, Macho Libre. That's what. That's what most people. That's what most people hear when. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Macho Libre is, but I, I don't know. I guess we are. Macho no. Libre is. Where, where can they find you? Is, where is, where can Facebook they find y'all on social media? Yeah, oh, where can they find y'all? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Yeah. So, uh, Moniker Brewery. Uh, so it's at Moniker Brewery on Instagram. Uh, Monica Brewery on Facebook and monikerbrewery.com. If you want to check out the website, I'll have the draft list. And uh, up, we're going to be actually redoing it in a couple of days. So you'll have events and uh, up and coming beers, what's, what's in the fermenters, all that good stuff. So you can kind of follow along. And uh, if you're local, you can order online or come on in and grab some beer to go. That's Check all fucking out, awesome. Uh, a, lot Cass, of, a lot of good beer them. in Rhode Island. Go, go, go Cass, pay these boys a visit. Yeah. Cass, you tell them how to give us enough money so Justin can talk next time. Yes, uh, <laughs> if you want to buy Justin a new microphone, patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, we, we lost all our microphones. I don't know where they went. That's why Justin doesn't have one. But They're at those house. dollars do help us out. So thanks to the thieves that do, you know, kick us those bucks. They they really do go a long way. So, you know, check out patreon.com, kick us a couple pennies. Follow us on all social medias, the Libros, the Twitters, <laughs> the Untapped, the Instagram, all at steal this beer. See what we're drinking on Untapped as well. And write Gentlemen, us letters. Thanks. Steal this yeah, beer podcast at gmail.com. Right, we need gentlemen, more. Thanks for joining um, us. Some woodworking Cass. advice would be helpful for me. That's right. <laughs> gentlemen, thanks for joining hey us. Cass, thanks for tying Hi. it up.
Thanks for sending and, uh, us two good beers. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you guys want to just keep sending us yeah. beers. Yeah, yeah, you can. Right? You know, if you, you, <laughs> right? you want to if you want to send a few more of those uh those my box up here, that would be pretty nice. That's if I'd you don't that. know if you don't know the Grims, reach out and introduce yourself. They are well, good, I, I'm honest, happy to party traditional with you. Justin Justin can like uh, Justin can make if, that if my memory If my memory serves, they're Rhode Islanders, no? I don't know that. And I should because they've we been on the have show, them back like, on the show. Times. But yeah. uh, but they're good people and they're right in Justin's neighborhood of Brooklyn. So not hard to make that happen. Uh, Justin, sorry we, we couldn't hear you. No, Justin, thanks for the beers. Uh, everybody else, get at us, y'all. Thank you.